Well, Ulysses, we have a potpourri of raised news that we missed last week that we have to get to on today's show. It's really fun to talk about actual news that is happening, so let's get started right now. You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sombrano. And we are the host of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making us your very first listen every day. Be sure you check out our YouTube channel at Locked On Rays, as well as the podcast on all other traditional podcasting platforms. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays and email us anytime, LockedOnRays at gmail.com. Little disclaimer here, Ulysses, we have officially entered off-season mode. And what does that mean? We are now recording three days a week, uh, really until uh, spring training uh, season ramps up. So expect uh, episodes to be dropping Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Most likely. Sometimes maybe things will shift a little bit, maybe a Tuesday, Wednesday action, maybe Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, but mostly that's the the bone structure that we'll use. Just know you'll always have at least three episodes coming to your, you know, air holes, uh, yeah. ear holes, uh, very, very soon until what, what is it? February 12th, 68 days till spring training. Not that I'm counting, but 68, I think. Right. Something along those lines. So there we go. Let's get right into it. Uh, something that we didn't get a chance to address, uh, last week, JP Fire is no longer a Tampa Bay Ray as he was DFA'd and then ultimately traded to the Los Angeles Dodgers for a 25-year-old left-hander by the name of Jeff. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing his name correctly. Belge, Belge, B-E-L-G-E. I don't know about you, Ulysses, but a little bit surprised that uh, J.P. Fireisen, I know the injury is is a hang-up, uh, but this was a guy that did not allow a single run in 2022 over 24 and a third innings, which, by the way, is a major league record for most innings pitched in the season without being scored upon. I should note that. Yeah, that, I mean, his remarkable 2022 season unfortunately came to an end. Uh, well, boy, wouldn't wouldn't have been awesome to have had JP this 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 whole yeah. season. I know the pitching was definitely not the weak link as we all know it was definitely not the weak link but when you now could have added him next to Brooks Raley to Pete Fairbanks to Jason Adam I mean you could have really uh helped yourself with some blown saves uh situations that happened uh this year but regardless I I don't think it's too surprising because we had we had talked about this on the 40-man uh series that we did kind of crunching right. the, the the numbers and, and, and the names. He was in the same Andrew Kittredge type of deal. Like, are we really going to put this guy in the 40-man and have him pitch maybe at most two and a half months if everything goes well? So you already have that in Andrew Kittredge, and you decided to carry on Andrew Kittredge. You didn't do that same thing for J.P. Fires, and that tells me that they – either feel very comfortable about Andrew Kittrich and what he can do in the future or right. that J.B. Fire Eisen would have a better 
market value and and, and getting traded, you know, uh, for for somebody. And it seems like th- this kid, Jeff. Thank you for not knowing how to pronounce that because I didn't either. Belgi, Belge, maybe maybe, yeah. maybe it's a little bit of French. Belge. Um, he has a problem with walks, but baby, you're in the race system now. You're gonna get fixed, Jeff. Don't right. worry about it. Yeah, and uh, he's tall. He's six foot five, which is something that the Rays certainly like, enjoy, and relish. And uh, having Kyle Snyder as a pitching coach, he knows how to work with. Uh, very uh, tall pitcher, so that is a uh, feather in his cap. I'm just, I don't know, do you think that uh, they, did they make the, the right move here in trading J.P. Fireisen as opposed to Andrew Kittredge or moving away from Calvin Fauche or Garrett Clevenger, like some other reliever, if you will? I, I don't think we'll know that answer until, you know, just like trades, you know, two to three years, we'll, we'll see, oh, that was, that was a good idea, right. or maybe that wasn't a good idea. But right now, it's just a numbers game. Like, they don't want, I don't think they wanted to trade J.P. Fireisen. Like, that's number one. I don't think they wanted to. Yeah. But they kind of see themselves forced to doing so because they have a lot of AAA, Major League Baseball talent, and you only have so many spots. So if, if the guy's just not going to pitch until maybe August and everything has to go well and besides that always think what do they every organization should know their players better than anyone so right in the case of the race and with pitching you definitely know that they know something they know everything about their 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 pitchers so i, I i'm in the I, I don't know which way i want to lean in saying they traded him because he had more market value uh, or asset tradable value than andrew kittrich or because they they can tell that JP's rehab wasn't going so well, or the the the, the injury is not something to come back so 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 great after to, to to bounce back. Maybe I don't know. I don't know which which way they leaned. I don't know if if you have a take yeah. on that. No, I think that's fair. And um, as we've learned, the Rays can and will DFA just about anybody. Of course, they were able to get something in return for J.P. Fireisen, but we, of course, know the story about C.J. Crone and Corey Dickerson and others as well. By the way, J.P. Fireisen, uh, he's controllable through the 2026 season, so I should note that as well. Do There's another think, pitcher uh, with – yeah, go ahead. Do you think this – negates the Willie Adamas trade uh, at all for you or does it does it taint it at all or does it do anything for mm-hmm. you at all I don't know about taint but uh I would just say it's it's unfortunate that he had this injury pop up I mean the the deal is still just based on what Drew Rasmussen is doing alone I think that makes up for everything now if something happens to Drew Rasmussen if he uh you know gets hurt this upcoming season then you know that could make the the deal less fortuitous, but um, I, I think it still was a, a terrific deal for both sides for sure. So, um, all right. Uh, there's another pitcher that uh, has dealt with his fair share of injuries that uh, we didn't even really get to discuss when uh, he was initially dropped by the Rays, but he was making his return on a two year minor league deal. We'll talk about him coming up next, but first, we have to tell you about Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. 
It's where you can get the latest odds and trends for every professional amateur league out there from pro football to college bowl season to basketball and the World Cup. It is all covered at betonline.net. It is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. So head over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, it is where the game starts. All right, uh, the guy that I was just alluding to, Brendan McKay, he is coming back to the Rays organization on a two-year minor league deal. Ulysses, any thoughts on this? Happy about it. I'm happy about yeah. it that they can reach this. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that they have that rapport. That means a lot, that he was able to understand the numbers, the, the, the crunching of the roster, and, and, and not feel slighted we're going to pick you up. It's, it's all good. Like there, there's, there's a good relationship there. And I, and I, and I really like that. I, it seems like they, they, they did right by Brendan McKay sticking around. Everybody wants to, we, every race fan wants Brendan McKay to succeed. Um, right. They, we, we don't want a Brent Honeywell situation, which it's looking more and more like a Brent Honeywell 2.0 yeah. uh, with Brendan McKay. But you know, that's sometimes what happens, you know, you can be, that's why you never say no. You never say no to your first millions. I, I cannot tell you how great it is that Eric Kinski told that to Longo, Longo told that to KK and so on and so forth. Like, mm-hmm. don't, don't, don't say no. You never know what's going to happen. And uh, with Brent McKay, man, uh, you know, we talk usually about, Ooh, did that young guy ever get, you know, talked into a long-term deal by, by the race or something oh, like yeah. that. If Brent McKay was, uh, hey, would you like a five-year 30 mil or 35, like after his first start? And he said, no, boy, you know, it, it makes you yeah. wonder. He's probably kicking himself after that, if that did happen, if those conversations did take place. Of course, he will spend 2023 rehabbing from Tommy John surgery. If you remember, McKay was released in November so the Rays could clear uh, roster space on uh, their 40-man with the expectation that the team would re-sign him. Now, so it's a two-year minor league deal. Do you think that Brennan McKay, with setback after setback, injury after injury, do you foresee him making it back to the bigs with the Rays over the course of these two years, over the course of this two-year minor league deal? If... No more injuries happen, then yes. I, I think that, you know, obviously the, 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 the 2024 year, I, I don't know if he would be ready to go on opening day right? Um, due to his rehab. But if he is, man, that's going to be the most stressful spring training for Brendan McKay like that because this is, this is basically it with the race. Like I don't think if he has a bad year, 2024, the Rays are willing to like – Right. How how many more wheels do we do we need to go around? So, um, I think twenty twenty four would be the it year for for that relationship to, to last, and hopefully it he does well, and maybe they they like him. But with pitchers, you never know. I right now wouldn't pencil him in as a five to six inning starter anymore. Right. No. Like I mean, you now have to maybe look out like this guy is injury prone unfortunately like that's, right. that's how it happens like how can we keep him at the healthiest like is it the the healthiest to 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 have him throw 85 100 pitches every five days at you know 
at, at that type of velocity? Or is it better to just, hey, we'll use them every three days, an inning, yeah. and then a third? Like, you, you got to think about what's going to keep him the healthiest. Yeah, I think, I mean, my first inclination is turn him into John Orwood or Rick Ankeel and, and have him become a, a lefty bat. The other is turn him into uh, Jalen Beeks mold of, you know, give me, be a, a one to two to three inning guy and, and see what you can work with that. What I can tell you is, man, it's so crazy that this guy, so much hype coming out of college and then making his major league debut and at the top of the prospect list, you know, he got the, the $7 million signing bonus uh, after being drafted in June of 2017 with the number four overall pick. Uh, I mean, if he doesn't, do anything else in his career, which, uh, I mean, based on the track record, it's, it's an uphill battle and an uphill climb. He could legitimately go down as I guess, number two in terms of biggest bust for the Rays of top 10 draft picks. Josh Saley would take number one, you think, or Josh? Well, Josh Saley was, a he was picked number 17. If if you're, if you're just focusing on guys who are drafted top 10, um, Wade Townsend, who was drafted number eight overall, uh, never got past double A. But what even a guy like Dewan Brazelton at least pitched, you know, 270 big league innings. Yeah. So that's kind of my point. I mean, I, I've got the number, I've got the guys, because I, I went back and I looked at it because it's like, man, because um, the Rays, as successful as they've been over the years, as they've been picking, you know, 20th, the 25th, the 30th, whatever yeah. it may be. But you've got Brennan McKay, you've got Tim Beckham, David Price, Evan Longoria, Wade Townsend, Jeff Neiman, Delman Young, BJ Upton, Rocco Baldelli, Dewan Brazelton, and Josh Hamilton. It's hit or miss, right? It's, it's hit yeah. or miss right there. Um, yeah, the Wade one is definitely a swing and a miss um, right. on, on their part. But I, I was looking at this a stat. Uh, the Rays are actually like middle of the ground on the F war accumulated by their picks by their first round picks uh, since 2015. They're like middle of the road, uh, yeah. which surprised me to be quite honest. Cause I, I feel like the Rays are really good developing players. Just not, it sometimes seems like it, they're better at acquiring talent from right. Other the trades. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I think the, their 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 money and, and their butter is like the the picking and the draft like it's it's very slim pickings. But I do think that's just what every fan in every organization thinks of of, right. of how their organization does with their draft. Yeah, I mean they've definitely you know besides the the top ten picks, they've they've whiffed on a lot of other draft picks as well. Like uh, God, what what's the guy's name? Um, Gillespie and Schaefer. And I mean, we can just go on down the line of guys that just, yeah, Yeah. never, never panned out. So, um, Uh, actually I, I was reading this old thing, uh, this old article that remember, I think it was for the Jason Bay trade in 08 that never happened. And then they went to the Red Sox. Uh, I think it's rumored or I don't know if it's actually like a tangible evidence that the Rays didn't want to part with Rit Brignac and Jeff Neiman for Jason Bay. 
Imagine if that was the trade. Like, now you know, obviously, hindsight is like, oh, do that trade now. Stat. Yeah. But we're all prospect huggers, and we got to stop being such prospect huggers because Rid Brignac is not going to be better than Derek Jeter Ulysses, uh, uh, even right. though you want him to be, uh, you know, 12 years ago. I'm like, oh, he's got to be better than Jeter. Nope. Jeff Neiman's yep. going to have, have a great two and a half years, and then that's it. And then he's going to fade into race lore. Uh, don't prospect hug people. Don't yeah. prospect hug. Well, that might have been part of the issue with, um, you know, I'm sure there's been many trade proposals over the last couple of years where teams were asking for Vidal Brujan and Josh Lowe, and the Rays would say, no, they are untouchables. And who knows what could have been with those guys. And again, it's still early for those guys, too. They could pan out. But as of right That's now, true. it's not looking so hot. Now, one guy uh, who didn't have to be a first-round pick to be productive, uh, rather a 31st-round draft pick, Kevin Kiermeyer. Uh, this was a big mystery on last week's uh, episode. Uh, you know, we, we found out and discovered that he signed with the Toronto Blue Jays, and the big question is when's it going to be official and how much money is he going to get? Well, we've learned that uh, with the Blue Jays, he has – gotten himself a one-year $9 million deal. Uh, I think there's some incentives built in, and I guess the idea is that he will take over center field duties and George Springer will replace Teoscar Hernandez in right field. So um, good for Kevin Kiermaier, still continuing to, to get paid. And the more and more I think about this, you know, we had talked about this last week, but uh, he is going to a team in a lineup that does not need him to hit home runs or even hit doubles. It's just, hey, just uh, get on base for us, really. That's all you really have to focus on by hook or by crook, whether it's by a walk, a hit by pitch, uh, a bunt, uh, a C9 single, whatever it may be. But because the Blue Jays are so right-handed heavy, um, I mean, you would think that teams would throw more right-handed pitchers to counteract that as best they can, and that should therefore give Kevin Kiermaier more opportunities against righties to help him. All of these things that you're saying are, are probably w- one of the reasons why he said, turf, I don't care. My numbers yeah. are going to be better. Like, I-, I love that he also mentioned during the, the Zoom little press conference he had that um, – I think the quote, and I'm paraphrasing here, but it was like, I, I've got so many big boys around me that they're, uh, that they're just going to drive me in. I love that, that that's already, like, he actually said that. Like, we can right. say it all, but if he doesn't say it, like, he doesn't have to be the guy. Like, at times, he was looked upon to be productive uh, with the bad, with the raise. Like, hey, KK, you need to come through, because, like, who are you really, you know, having next to KK? Uh, the raise offense has been lackluster is as PC as I can say it in this podcast, but uh, except for 2021 and we all know that, but it, it, yeah, he goes into a a scenario where he doesn't have to be the guy he's going to be hidden. He's going to be hidden. And, and, and what you say about right-handed pitching, it's, it's going to be great for, for Kevin Kiermaier. And also I think the, um, the mental stability of him knowing I'm going to be playing center field. I am still a guy guy. To, to be handling center field and not being relegated to right or left at 32 years old. Like mm-hmm. he's still the guy. I think it's, it's great for him and his career because if he does well and by doing well, I mean 110, 120 games played with career norm, normal, you know, averages and all that. Uh, 
I think he's going to to find himself maybe a two year uh, ne- next time he becomes a free agent. That's possible. Again, if depending on how he recovers from that hip injury, I mean, at the time of the injury, he still showed that he's uh, an elite level athlete with his sprinting ability and his strong arm and being able to track down baseballs. I mean, let's not forget that uh, he's tops among active center fielders and career defensive runs saved and ultimate zone rating. And another stat I uh, discovered from fan graphs um, in an article that they pinned uh, his 71 outs above average leads all uh, leads all outfielders leads all outfielders since the stat was introduced in 2016. So um, he still got that uh, got that moniker to him for sure. So uh, I think it's gonna gonna work out well for him uh, in, in that uh, Zoom press conference, whatever you want to call it, um, you know, media scrum virtual. Uh, he said he was also excited to whoop up on the Rays. He uh, as we talked about last week, uh, he'll get to live at home uh, for spring training in Dunedin. And, um, of course, the, the familiarity with the uh, city and the stadium, I mean, his, his numbers have been good there offensively, historically. And uh, he did mention this, too, which I thought was funny. Uh, he putting on a different shade of blue will complement his eyes. I, I love how he had to throw <laughs> that in as well. Yeah, well, you know, it's okay. okay so he, he likes to to be a ham here and there. Yes. So of course he's going to say that. No, it's, I, I think it's, it's a great fit for KK. I hope he does wonderful things for the, for the Jays, except when he's playing the Rays. And uh, I, I'm sure that people are going to be uh, happy when he is with the glove and people are going to be most likely frustrated fans. I'm talking about when he's with the bat, Overall, I think if he's just, if he's just KK healthy, which again it means 100 to 120 games. If he's KK yeah. healthy, it's a bargain. Nine million dollars for his defense and his just about below average, uh, you know, offensive production. It's a bargain. Nine million dollars. You're the Blue Jays. You're fine. It's gonna be okay. What is your favorite defensive play from KK? Is it? sliding forward is it a leaping catch at the wall robbing a home run is it tracking down a ball uh in the gaps in the alleys where not many people can cover the ground that he does is there a a signature kk play that you often go back to gosh i mean they're all great i mean when you can rob when you can see him rob home runs that's obviously like you saved one or multiple runs at the with that grab the, the, the endless runs and, and dives in the turf when you think that ball's got to drop, but then KK just puts on his cape and, and finally somehow gets to it by diving in. That, those are great, but I think it's more the, the knowing his arm strength. I, I really enjoyed when he would settle under a ball and just, mm-hmm. just nail it. Nail it home, third, second, like it didn't matter. Uh, and he... he he usually had really strong throws and accurate throws. And I think um, pitchers for the Rays really benefited from the reputation that KK got. And also the reputation that KK didn't get because there were players like JT Real Muto who would like test, you know, um, uh, KK's arm. And I'm I'm not putting down JT Real Muto. He's the best hitting catcher right now that we have in the game, but you know, and, and, and great speed for a catcher, but I mean, he's no, you know, he's no wonder Franco, you know, he, 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 right. he doesn't have the wheels wheels. And so uh, maybe because of being in a small market, 
also allowed him to keep making those plays throughout so many years because, you know, people don't uh, keep up with how things are doing in center field with the Rays. Maybe that's why uh, Chris Bassett ultimately signed with the Blue Jays. He's like, okay, they got uh, Kevin Kiermaier locked out, uh, locked up. That should help me uh, help my uh, yeah. ERA and other metrics as well. So uh, the Blue Jays got better. Um, all right. Uh, thank you for making the Locked on Rays podcast your very first listen every day. Now make your second listen the Locked on Sports Today podcast. That is also free and available on all platforms. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe and we will talk to you on Wednesday.